Here's Matt Wyatt with all the good stuff you need to know. Who plays for what conference and who cares? <laughs> That's Those are the two questions for today, y'all. Welcome in on this Monday. Monday, Monday. That's the mamas and the papas. What's up, mamas and papas out there? Welcome into the show. You can be a part of it today. I'm going to give you a number to text and a call. I sure am glad to be back on the radio with you. I'm glad to be here today to help us sift through all of the dirt and debris and try to find, you know, those little nuggets of information that are worth taking home and sharing with your loved one. Yeah, and I got hot coffee to help me through the day as well. Man, I got no excuse. Welcome to the show in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, Farm Bureau. Go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance across the great state of Mississippi. Your hometown heroes, that's your local Farm Bureau Insurance agents. I don't care how you're listening or wherever you're listening from or watching, whatever the case may be, I don't care. You can be a part of the show, and I hope you will be, really and truly. It, it, for, I mean, you, you get a truthful answer out of us. For me and Beaver, it makes the show worthwhile when we get to hear from you a little bit. Because <laughs> otherwise, it's like, you know, Beaver and I could just talk on the phone or send voice messages back and forth all day and probably be okay with it. So get on in here. You can text the show at uh, 885-3776. That is the Country Pleasing text line, Country Pleasing Sausage on grocery store shelves all around the Southeast. I picked up a new package of jalapeno and cheddar yesterday at Kroger in my hometown of Tupelo, Mississippi. Yes, sir. Sure did. Started in on it actually last night. I did not wait until breakfast this morning. <laughs> I ate some of it for supper. I had breakfast for supper last night. Okay, I fried two eggs and ate some sausage with it. Jalapeno and cheddar from Country Pleasing. So, again, the text line is wide open. Hit me up there. It's a 601 number, 885-3776. And an easy way to remember it is 885-ESPN. Uh, you can also call me. That way I get to hear your voice. So just let me let me put the number out there in case you want to be on the show today. Yeah, lots of folks already know uh, the number, but make sure you know. It's a 601 number, 995-1059. That's a 601 number, 995-1059. You call me, your treat, get to talk to Beaver first, and then you get to talk to me, and we can all chat it up wherever you want to go today on this uh, sort of de facto Reaction Monday, even though there ain't a whole lot of sports this weekend to react to. Uh you get on in here. I'd love to talk to you. And, of course, if you're watching on the live stream, hey to y'all. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, drop a comment in there. I can see it. Questions, comments, opinions is all welcome. Get it on in here. Anything rude, crude might get deleted. Otherwise, it's a fair game. Pop it in there, and we'll pop it up here on the show. Like, the first comment I get today on the live stream, it's on YouTube from Kobe, who says, it's almost football season. Boy, it won't be long now. Come on, fire up the band. It won't be long now. We'll be having a little football to talk about. You, uh, you're going to have a full slate of preseason games this weekend in the NFL. Um, 
Actually, what, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, all four of those days at the end of this week, you're going to have an NFL preseason game if you choose to uh, you know, delve into those things. I, I won't watch a ton, but I, I always like to watch my team, the Chiefs, if they're on. Preseason, you get to look at players you drafted, young players, free agents, people trying to make the team, you know, and names who came up last year from the practice squad sent back down. They're trying to get a spot. It's the same on every team. I'll watch the Saints and I'll watch the Cowboys. And the good news is I'm going to look it up again, but I think I think this weekend, it's either this weekend or the second week of the preseason, one or the other, the Saints and the Cowboys play each other in the preseason. So, you know, starters, quarterbacks, and the like, not really going to uh, play a whole lot in the preseason. But uh, still, you do have that coming up. And then we're that, you know, much closer, one weekend closer. We are one weekend closer to kicking it off uh, in college football, and we'll have a lot to get into and talk about and look forward to uh, this year. Over on Facebook, Roshana says, Hey, Matt, well, back at you, Roshana. Thanks for commenting on Facebook. It's good to have you in. Uh, and, and she's quoting me there. She says, Like a monkey with his tail on a railroad track, it won't be long now. She's a Steelers fan. Gave us a hashtag Hail State and a hashtag Steelers Nation. And uh, Will, thanks for your comment. He said, uh, Hail State, Matt, love the video over the weekend. Coffee commentary. Y'all go check that out. I laid down some thoughts, popped it up on the YouTube channel. I think it's on Facebook as well. Um, just kind of looking at four or five sort of, of points, bullet points, hit points that come out of this whole shuffling and conference realignment deal and killing the Pac-12 and everything. Um, so check that out. You may be interested in it. We'll appreciate the uh, appreciate the kind words uh, for sure. All right, point of order. First up, Beaver, how are you? How was your weekend? Uh, I would like to see this time because we have Mountain Dog holding on the phone. Oh, okay. So let's go to him first. Well, looky there. Indeed we do. And indeed I have a message from Beaver that says a call from Mountain Dog. Mountain Dog is on the Divinity Equipment phone line, Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. What's up, Mountain Dog? So would that be the Kroger on Barnes Crossing or Kroger on Maine? It'd be on Maine. That's right. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, head on so, out you there. Know, I, live up. In I live in Belden now. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't get your show had already ended on uh, Friday when I heard all this talk about yeah. Florida State and Clemson. Yeah. And if correct me if I'm wrong, Matt, don't you have to have a unanimous vote in the Southeastern Conference to admit new members? And I would think South Carolina and Florida would just go eight crap. Yeah. Over, I, I, he, over okay. So without looking up some sort of bylaw, yeah, I'm under the same impression, Mountain Dog, that you know, in I any, guess they would have to have their arms twisted or something. I don't know. Maybe the conference would say, "Look, you either do this or else." Okay, we'll see. But You're man, touching on it, though. Think about Texas A and M, right? I mean, well, I was it, thinking about that. If I, I thought, when well, here comes Texas, Texas yeah, here comes Texas, and A and M, like leading up to that, given that they were the ones that tried to escape Texas be, and and just get away from them and kill that rivalry, why on earth would yeah. they genuinely vote to allow them into this league? And it's like, all, yeah, I know. before oh. it ever goes to a vote. All of that gets taken care of behind the scenes, apparently. I'm with you. 
All right, brother. Well, have a good one. Be safe. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah. And, and if you go get some country-pleasing sausage at Kroger, I did notice, so like the normal link that's like one one curve of the sausages there, but they had a new packaging. It's like a bigger package with a little more in it, a whole section in the in the freezer that kind of is a standalone out there. And uh, of the original smoked sausage flavor. And the packaging was a little different. That's the first that I'd seen of that. So they got both there, uh, Mountain, Mountain Dog. Okay, to his point, y'all, he's right. When we went off the air on Friday, you know, you had all the stuff happening with the Pac-12 and the Big 12 and Arizona schools and then Washington and Oregon leaving. It leaves the Pac-12 with four teams and they're dead and, you know, not ever going to be what it was, and all this different stuff. Well, what about Florida State's president saying, yeah, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense for us to stick around with the ACC. One of their board members going out publicly going, hey, it ain't a matter of if we leave the ACC, it's a matter of when. Okay, well, we got the grant of rights deal, all those things that make it a complicated issue for them. But from the perspective of the SEC, how would you answer these questions? First, does the SEC need any more teams? Even now, even now with, you know, the, the Big Ten adding some. Look at, look at the SEC's 16-team format uh, uh, footprint with Texas and Oklahoma added beginning next year. Does the SEC need to continue to expand? I'm really curious how you would answer that. Now, whether you believe they should expand or, or not, if we go down that path, the next question is, do they really need, does the SEC really, can you point to a specific, maybe even tangible reason the SEC should pursue Florida State and Clemson. I mean, I, I'm opening it up totally open-ended on those two things. Even though the Big Ten's adding teams and growing their you know, geographic footprint, and obviously it means television markets for them potentially, I guess. I mean, they've already negotiated their deal for now. Even though that's happening, even though the Big 12 is strengthening by adding the Arizona schools and Utah, and, and maybe they'll go after another, we'll see. Even though the ACC seems really fragile over there, and they got the grant of rights thing, if they could get seven or eight of their schools together, they could get out of it, but, you know, when or if that happens, all these things. Even with all of that happening, does the Southeastern Conference need to continue to expand? And I said need. I'm curious how you would answer that. And I'll see what I get from you, and then I'll kind of give you some of my thoughts on it. And then, like I said, if we take it, a, let's, let's go one step further past that question and just say, okay, let's consider a hypothetical expansion. What benefit to the Southeastern Conference is taking Florida State and Clemson? What do you justify that? As. I guess another way to word the question would be if 
the SEC were to continue to expand, who should they add? Who should they add and why? Now, you're going, well, Matt, you're not asking some question that's like a very, you know, revolutionary question here. You're not going on a limb. Everybody's been talking. Yeah, I, I realize that. But I think we may be teetering towards getting closer to the reality of all this, and so it feels a little different discussing it now. If they do expand, who makes the most sense to add? Florida State's a brand. Clemson has championships in a brand. they got a great football team. Yeah, sure, but I'm saying, but do they make sense for the SEC? How would you answer those two questions? And I really, I tell you, I really appreciate Mountain Dog, your call, because, like, we're on the same page. (laughs) I hadn't even gotten to it yet in my long, drawn-out, just kind of kicking the can around, having a good time intro. But I wrote down here on my little note card for today, which two, question mark, TWO, which two teams? Because I, I think it's a relevant question. All right, let me hit the text line, the country-pleasing text line, country-pleasing sausage on grocery store shelves all around the southeast. I got a, an unnamed texture that says, and the only reason I know this unnamed texture is from Alabama is because I recognize the, uh, the area code, which Alabama's got several of them, by the way. But it says, any surprises you've heard from Mississippi State camp yet? I've heard Isaac Smith is balling out, but any of the names really stood out. Yeah, I've heard good things about him. I've heard really good things about Simeon Price, uh, the running back. Yeah, but it's so early. And, and when you talk about like Isaac Smith and the freshman, generally that first college fall camp, you know, they'll hit a wall at some point. And it's, and it's hard for some of them to push through that to then be a, a contributor early in the year. But we'll see if he's able to do that. Jables texts the show and he says the SEC does not need to expand. But then he says, if you do, Clemson and FSU only. Okay, Jables, so you're saying they don't really need to expand, but if they go that route or feel pressure to, that it should be Florida State and Clemson. I'm asking why those two teams? Why? Let's drill down to why everybody thinks those two teams. Okay? PT for MSU says need to expand? No. But he texts here on the country pleasing text line. He said, I'd be tempted to go after North Carolina and Virginia before Clemson and Florida State. Now, before you scoff at that, think about it for a minute. And PT for MSU, I would ask you, okay, take it a little further. Give me just, you know, some very basic reasoning why you say that. You know, back it up with just a little bit of reasoning there why you're saying the SEC, if they're going to expand, you like North Carolina, Virginia better. Why is that? Jason, out in Flagstaff, Arizona, texts the show, and he says, I don't think the SEC needs to, but they probably will just to keep from being surrounded by the Big Ten. This thing is going to end with two or three super conferences, and the SEC might as well be one of them. All right. See, I think that is a very realistic and relevant way to look at this, Jason, is do they need to expand, whether it be television or anything else? I don't know that they do. But with everything going on the way it is, the SEC may feel they have no choice but to continue to expand because with what the Big Ten just did, 
the SEC may have to react because the next because that was another step towards, as you say, either two or three mega conferences, and you don't want to necessarily be surrounded geographically. Now it, uh, that's that's just an idea. I'm not saying that's come that's the word emanating from the offices in Birmingham. Somebody asked the question. If Florida State and Clemson go to the SEC, would they be able to bypass a grant of rights deal since the SEC is under an ESPN deal already? I don't think it works that way. Because contracts are contracts with real clear language in who the two parties are. And so I don't, I, for me, I don't think it would work that way. You know, I guess unless, um, you know, yeah, sure, ESPN would go along with it from their perspective as long as they get those two teams on their, their channel. The thing is, though, is... If, the, if there are other teams that collectively represented the ACC in that agreement, they've got the contract in front of them, and they can hold everybody else to the contract. And that's just the way they work. All right, over to the live stream real quick. A couple of comments. Uh, Jimmy on YouTube said, TV markets don't really matter anymore as much as good matchups. Well, maybe, Jimmy... From a ratings standpoint, there may be a little truth in what you're saying, and, and I can see where you're coming from. But there's another factor, and it's just sheer subscriber numbers, period, across a footprint. Those add up and, and are very impactful when they put a dollar amount to the bottom line, and all these conferences know it. All these conferences know how desperate TV is right now for live sports. So they can basically demand whatever they want to demand. And finally here, well, not finally, but on YouTube, Will says, matchups matter to fans. That's why we want Clemson and Florida State. But media executives want eyeballs. We get more of them by getting into North Carolina and Virginia. That's what I'm driving at, Will. That's exactly what I'm driving at with those questions. Back to that in a second. First over to the phone line, the Divinity Equipment phone line. Divinity Equipment, Madison and in Jackson. Winslow on line one. What's up, Winslow? Matt, how you doing? Great. Thanks for calling. Yeah, I watched this um, documentary over the weekend about the 1899 Suwanee team. I don't know if you've ever seen that or not. I didn't. Where did you watch it? Where can I see it? It, it was on uh, PBS. Okay. What did you think? Yeah. Well, it's interesting, uh, and it's kind of funny. It, it, I think it was made several years ago because Vince Dooley and Bobby um, – uh, shoot, the Florida State coach. Uh, um, Bowden, yeah. Bowden, okay. I'm trying to call him Bobby Franklin. But anyway, they were interviewed. But, you know, it's kind of what you'd expect, you know, of the, the old-time original football, you know, kind of uh, kind of reminds you of some of those 90-round bare-knuckles boxing matches, matches except with a ball thrown in the middle uh -huh. of it. But the most interesting thing was at the very, very end, and, you know, they go and they talk about what happened to those players later and, and everything. And at the very end, it, it says, and Suwani is one of the founding members of the SEC, even though they left in 1940, they have the option to rejoin the SEC in the future. And then they quickly say, but that's never going to happen. Yeah. But the reason it stuck out to me is, is there some kind of obscure clause somewhere that gave those original teams the option to return to the SEC, you know, kind of a first rider refusal or whatever. Yeah. You don't think that Tulane would ever go back, but 
given the state of the ACC, it, is that some kind of obscure historical reference that Georgia Tech trots out there and puts in front of Greg Sankey and says, okay, uh, we're exercising our option, we're back in the SEC now? And that is a great question. And so you're, you heard that, I guess, uh, a line in that documentary. And, and I've never heard yeah, that before. Me either. And it's the very last thing that they said. They said, and as one of the original SEC members, Suwani has the option to return to the conference. But that's never going to happen, They, you know, they say. Yeah. Uh, and, and it wouldn't. I mean, you know, they're a totally different school than they were, you know, 175 yeah. years ago, whenever yeah. this happened, you know. It's a fascinating little little uh, story, though. I mean, as a, as a former college player, I think you'll get a kick out of it. It talks about how they played 12 games in a month and a half, and at one time they played five games in six days, and they shut everybody out except Auburn. They beat Auburn 11-10 to 10 when John Heisman was the coach there. Yeah. Uh, and everybody else, they shut out. You know, Texas, Texas A&M, they played Ole Miss and Memphis. You know, just uh, kind of a murderer's row schedule, and somehow they won every one of them. Five but games that, in six that days. That wasn't as interesting. Yeah, exactly. And, and they had these two trainers that went on the train with them. You know, they called them rubbers. And basically, you know, they would, I guess, give them physical therapy between games <laughs> on the trains and, and whatnot. Isn't that fun? Uh, you know, but it, it, it's, it, it's really interesting. But, yeah. but the, the most interesting thing is the very last line. And, and you have to wonder. Yeah, we'll look you know, for we've that. Heard, yeah, we've heard, you know, that State No Miss can never be voted out of the SEC because they were charter members. Yeah. And I just wondered if there was some other clause in there that says that, you know, charter members. It, Winslow, thanks can, for the call return. so much. The music's cutting us off. Thanks for the call. All right. Hey, whether it's about winning the game or even losing the game, you're going to hear about them all and get to talk about it with Matt Wyatt right here, right now. All right, back with you. It is so good to hear from everybody on this Monday. I got more messages and text messages on the country, please, and text line than I can shake a stick at. Comments on the live stream. Had some great phone calls, including Winslow, if you're tuning in. Yeah, the music there on the hard break cut us off um, just a bit ago. But thanks for the heads up on that. And, you know, I, I, um, I love a good documentary. Generally, it has to be somewhat historical to really pull me in. I don't know why I am that way. I still have not watched the the Michael Jordan deal that the whole world has watched. You know, I don't know why I'm such a late adopter on that stuff. But the one with Sawani, the original member of the SEC, five games in six days, a hundred and something years ago, I, I think I'm going to have to go look for that one. I'm sure there's a way I can find it. Um, so thanks for the call. So let me get going here because we are, if I'm not careful, it's not we, if, if I'm not careful, I'm going to get way behind And I want to see what all your messages say here. So uh, let's dive in. Will on YouTube said, I think Woody Marks primed for a breakout. Not that he wasn't good before, but with a new running offense, look for the running backs to get more handoffs. And he said, Simeon Price, too. I 100% agree with you. I think think Woody Marks may be the best football player on the whole team. And I think he's going to get a chance to finally show that. I really hope he stays healthy because he will show that. Um. 
Jared on Facebook said, why are they doing any of this? TV revenue, so they expand the SEC footprint in North Carolina and Virginia. If they want Florida State and Clemson, it's because ABC Disney wants the marquee matchups on their games to draw more eyes. Okay, Jared, here's what I would say about that. Somebody commented earlier in in this discussion. Uh, I'll, I'll find it here at some point. And they interjected the idea. Well, it was you, Jared. I guess it came back and said, why only two? You know, why would they be in a position to only add two? He said they could add 12 more teams. The rules are out the window. So this is my thing, yes. If somehow there is, they, the, these ACC schools either find a way out of their grant of rights contract that goes through 2036 – or that whole thing breaks up or breaks down. I'm not saying I hope it does. I'm just saying if it does. Jared, here's what I think. I don't think it makes any sense for the SEC to go and just take Florida State and Clemson. Right? Because you do have South Carolina and you do already have Florida. But we've seen those are... South Carolina's not an original member like Florida is, but you know Texas A&M wasn't, and here comes Texas, all those different things. Sure, they add the matchup. Sure, they strengthen your footprint. Sure, they kind of you know build the brand, and yes, they add for your TV partner. So there's an advantage there for them, but you wouldn't take just those two. You would absolutely work to get into the state of North Carolina and into the state of Virginia which opens up all these other possibilities. Because, Jared, just like you say, if they're going that if we get there, we're going that route, they're not looking at adding just Virginia and just North Carolina. Because you have Virginia Tech and North Carolina State also, that even strengthens it even more. And in that footprint, it's even more subscribers. Why do I mention subscribers? Remember this. When they sit down and renegotiate these TV deals, it's just like taking Missouri all those years ago. They didn't take Missouri because of some massive behemoth fan base or some huge national brand, or they didn't take Missouri because it so much added to the interest of their matchups on TV and the people watching Missouri on TV. It added the population of the state of Missouri into the negotiations when you start talking about subscribers. When I say subscriber, it's what you pay that five bucks a month for, for ESPN Plus, and so do I. Me and you times two million. Okay? That's what it is. It's adding that population basically into your negotiations with TV partners. And the TV partners aren't mad about it. So, Jared, you're on to something with that comment. When all that happens, when and if, and, and back to what somebody said on the text line a minute ago, it's not really about, I think it was Jason who said, it's not really about whether or not the SEC needs, you know, per se, by definition, to expand now. It's just that they may read the tea leaves and see that they are motivated to. They are almost obligated to continue to grow because with the latest move, the Pac-12 falling apart and the latest move of the Big Ten, you don't want to get surrounded. 
you're you're number one. You might as well stay number one, and it doesn't hurt you to go ahead and wrap your arms around those others if they're willing to do it. Just one way to look at it. All right, more of your comments on the live stream coming up over here on the uh, Country Pleasing text line. White Denzel says, adding FSU and Clemson not only gives us bigger matchups in the SEC, but also those two teams make our softball, baseball, and men's and women's basketball even better. You know, there may be something to that in, in terms of in terms of what you then offer as a league to your TV partners. Ronnie Texas Show says, yes, for the, um, because the Big 12 and Big 10 are going for a power grab. And it is true. Again, total hypothetical, Ronnie, but if you wake up tomorrow and somehow Florida State and Clemson are out of the ACC and are out from under their contract with them and are available, there's no way the SEC is going to let them just go be a part of the Big 12 without talking to us first. Not, and they probably already are and have. Bernie from Canada Texas show and says, since money drives it all, what if some future date both State and Vandy are expelled? Well, you know, again, you've got this historical contract deal here. Well, not even really a contract, just a, a bylaw deal as the original members of the SEC. However, I haven't read it, and, and I wonder that too. <laughs> you know, it grows to a certain way and goes a certain direction. Does anybody get left out? I, Without seeing it in black and white on some, you know, declaration of formation a <laughs> hundred and some odd years ago, then I don't really know. I'm kind of like you. Uh, Nick Texas show and he says, well, Florida State and Clemson aren't just football powers. They also have a great have great baseball programs, but I assume they're looking for new TV markets, which would include the states of North Carolina and Virginia. The answer to all your questions is money. And that's what I think, Nick. Again, this goes back to, and I, I pointed this out kind of clearly and illustrated it in the video that Will commented. It's on my YouTube channel. It's on Facebook. I think I put a link on Twitter the other day about, you know, what's what killed the Pac-12. They killed it, and here's a little bit of why. And is all this good or bad? Um, all the decision-making at the conference level, and it's not just the SEC, for 30-plus years has every time they weigh most heavily the financial you know, it's all about money, and it has been, and that's why it's gotten to the point that it's gotten and things have gone where they've gone. So, yes. So I'm saying the SEC is in, an, in a spot where if those ACC teams fall, if that league falls apart, the SEC is not necessarily in a need to expand, but then they could, and if you're in a, that position, you're not being forced to, you're just going to do what's best for you. Sure, we'll expand. We'll figure out a way to appease Florida and South Carolina and bring in their in-state rivals, but we're also going to appease them with millions more dollars in the future because we're adding the states of North Carolina and Virginia to the footprint also. Jason in Flagstaff said, Also, if nobody else does, I'd like to see the SEC pick up Washington State and Oregon State at the yard sale just out of spite, <laughs> saying we can do it too. That's a little odd. It's hard for me to wrap my head around that one. Uh, PT for MSU said, new t in, in regards to his answer earlier, he's the first one that kind of brought it up when I asked the question. I was hoping somebody would go there. The SEC doesn't need, but he said, I'd be tempted to go after North Carolina, Virginia. 
before Clemson and Florida State. And that's what he said. New TV markets, both good basketball schools, both great academic institutions. That's true. Here's if what if we flip it the other way too? We're doing all these hypotheticals because they seem a whole lot closer to reality than they did last week, this time. So what if you flip it now and talk about it from their perspective? If you are Virginia and North Carolina, even Clemson and Florida State, and you could pick SEC or Big Ten. Which do you pick and why? I know how I would answer that right now. No question. If you're Virginia, you pick the Big Ten or the SEC if you had your choice. If you're North Carolina, Big Ten or SEC, you got your choice. What are you picking? Jake from Yazoo, Texas Show, Country Pleasing Text Line said, uh, Happy Monday, gents. Have a great show. I'll chime in on something other than the college football realignment. <laughs> I understand. I, you know, Jake, I, I understand if you're fed up with it. Jable's in defense of, the, of taking Clemson and Florida State says they are the best programs that fit the SEC footprint and would solidly or solidify the TV audiences in Florida and South Carolina. A lot of truth there. Brett in Madison said Clemson and South Carolina. Um, have the rivalries. Somebody else said Clemson, Florida State, North Carolina, Miami. You'd be adding two schools in Florida. And someone else said markets matter, but the SEC is kind of the exception. People watch the SEC because it's the best brand of college football. So might as well grab the big brands and keep existing rivalries if they are going to expand. It's a different perspective of looking at it. I don't think it's an untrue one. It's just a different one than you hear a lot. If you're an ACC school and you can get out, where are you going? Stick around. That's what I'm getting at, Jimmy. Jimmy, that's exactly what I'm driving at right there. I'll give you his comment. He's on YouTube. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance. Jimmy said, I personally think uh, that Florida State would rather go to the Big Ten. If the past is any indication, they want no part of an SEC schedule. Right? Okay, so <laughs> we're doing this hypothetical game, and I'm about to flip the switch and talk about something totally di- different here in a minute. That did happen in Mississippi this weekend. It just ended yesterday, in fact. But, but one last thing on that note. That's why I brought that up. You put yourself in the shoes of University of Virginia, Clemson, Florida State, North Carolina, particularly North Carolina, Virginia, those two schools. Let's say the ACC breaks up somehow. They find some out. Let's just, it's hypothetical. Let's say they do. Maybe they all get together or whatever. And let's say you have a choice, Big Ten or SEC. Really, you can choose. You know. Let's just say that's the case. Which one are you going for? Because from a football perspective, I don't think they want 
unless they had to. They don't want to play that SEC schedule every year. Whatever your win total is, subtract. <laughs> no question about it. The other side of that, though, is the SEC footprint geographically is so much tighter and, and so much more organized. You don't try, I mean, it's your farthest trip to Texas A&M, you know? Um, well, I guess maybe Oklahoma when all that happens. I'm not familiar with the Texas map to know the difference between Austin and A&M that much in terms of hours on an airplane. But uh, still, you see what I mean? It's a much more tighter grouped area geographically, especially considering where they are on the East Coast. Whereas you jump in there and you're on some map with the Big Ten, maybe it fits more academically. I don't know. They will claim that it does. Uh, you certainly would prefer in football and, and in basketball playing the Big Ten schedule. Certainly in football, you prefer that. You're going to have more wins. But you're going to be flying to the West Coast, son. You're going to L.A. every now and then. And Seattle. And Eugene. And yeah, I tell you, that's a drawback. So I don't know how they would choose. All right. Earlier, he stepped out of the way so we could take a phone call. But I want to talk to Beaver. Hey, B. Hey, Matt Wyatt. As I was saying, <laughs> how was your weekend? I was fine. Did you, um, did you do any fishing this weekend? <laughs> no, <laughs> I did not. Well, there were some people that did. And I'm going to tell everybody about it in a minute. They had a huge catfish tournament over in uh, Vicksburg this past weekend. Yeah. Um, I think we're going to get some cooler temperatures this week, Beaver. Uh, at least I hope. I know last week for you there in that part of the state, Jackson, Central Mississippi, it was brutal, brutally hot. Did y'all get rained on this weekend at all? I didn't. Not okay. at my house. Yeah. you're in, And where are you in Pearl or are you in Brandon? Pearl. You're in Pearl. Man, up here in North Mississippi last night uh, – in Tupelo, we had one of those like pop-up thunder storms move through here, and it just—I'm talking about here it came and strong winds. Everybody's yards full of limbs and leaves and debris. The roads got all kinds of stuff, and there were actually people injured, multiple people injured, and some unfortunately killed from falling trees. Now, this wasn't tornadoes. This was just a storm with winds. Packing winds came through here. It was wild. Um, but we did get rain. Y'all didn't, I guess y'all y'all avoided all of that. So it's about to happen again? All right. The homecoming queen, just she's busy, but she had enough time to overhear me, and she just came through and said that up this part of the way, it's about to happen again. We got a huge storm coming, apparently. So... Batting down the hatches, I guess. No, listen, that this, I got to tell you about this fishing event that they had in Vicksburg this weekend, and it ended yesterday. I may have mentioned it once or twice last week, letting you know that it was going to happen. 
Bill Dance, the Bill Dance that we grew up watching on television, that wore the Tennessee hat, you know, and he was bass fisherman mostly, and he had the bass fishing show and everything. That's how you know Bill Dance. Well, he's into the, he, he has started a catfish fishing tour. It is a tournament. They catch them, weigh them, release them. Prize money for winners, all this kind of stuff. They just had a two-day catfish tournament in Vicksburg. They fished in the river. They would pull into the convention center, get up on stage, take a picture with these humongous catfish. Some of these guys, it's like they get the fish out. My mother-in-law and father-in-law went to the weigh-in. They get this catfish, takes their, their entire body to hold this catfish up, and it's like whack, whack, slapping them in the face and flipping and flopping these huge things, weigh 60 and 70 pounds, and then they get them weighed in and all this. And the winners... The winning team won $50,000 yesterday. It ended yesterday on Sunday. <laughs> but this is, this is the thing that I, I noticed about it. All right. Well, several observations. First, number one, I got to be honest. It was way cooler than any bass fishing tournament I've ever seen as far as like a weigh-in. Way cooler. Bass, I mean, you go to a bass tournament. It's neat. No, I used to be super into it. I used to do it. I was obsessed with it. You know, big six, seven, maybe eight-pound fish. You weigh it in. It might be the biggest one in the tournament. That's great and all. We're talking, you're going to the States here with something that weighs 70 pounds <laughs> and potentially more. So the fish are just bigger. Okay, it's just there's something cool about that to me. The anticipation of seeing them haul these massive catfish up onto the stage for a photo op, get them weighed, and then release them, to me is much better than, you know, five bass in a bag that weigh 19 pounds. I used to be all into the bass tournament. This was really cool, if you ask me, just because of the size of these things. The other observation was <laughs> I was reading about it, the Vicksburg Post covered this after Saturday, which was the first round. And here's what it said in the story. The top four teams on Saturday had the option to split $90,000 amongst themselves or go back into the river and fish again on Sunday for the $50,000 grand prize for the top team. And here's the wording in the story on the Vicksburg Post. The teams decided to go big or go home and will fish on Sunday to the death. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who wrote that, but I love it. Okay? Fish to the death. <laughs> I get it that it's sort of sudden death, maybe deal, but I don't. But still, just the idea of <laughs> it's either catch fish or death. Okay, that's how this started to begin with, because it was food, right? So get this: the top four teams—they're in there on Saturday, and they say to them, "Boys, all four teams, we've got ninety thousand dollars. Here it is." Y'all can either agree to split it four ways and we're done. Or all four teams can go back out tomorrow 
and one team's going home with $50,000. What is, y'all mathematicians out there, what is $90,000 split four ways? That would have been $22,500 per team. $22,000 and change per team for all four teams. And they chose, no, don't want that. I want to go back out on Sunday with a chance to win the 50. And only one team did. A team of brothers did it yesterday. Their names, Donnie and Lonnie Fountain. They are from Georgia. They got first place yesterday. A total weight of 146.5 pounds. The biggest catfish caught by the pair weighed 58 pounds. 58.30 pounds. And the Fountain Brothers from Georgia won the whole thing. 50,000 bucks. Y'all, I'm telling you, I've been following fishing my whole life. And then for a good portion of my life, I've been following tournament bass fishing. I thought it was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. I got obsessed with it. Y'all, this is better. <laughs> I'm in. I'm not saying I could ever do it. But the idea, you're on the Mississippi River. You weigh in a fish that weighs almost 60 pounds. Takes two people to hold it for a photo op on the stage. It was incredible. Oh, by the way, Vicksburg has secured it. They're going to host the same event next year. And I will be there. Good Lord willing. All right. Hour one in the books. Hour two coming up right after this in the Bureau. Stick around. 